so a year can't actually kill people. A year can't kill people, Jim. A, Are a, you crazy? Yeah, yeah, like time being an abstract concept doesn't actually cause death. Now, you say that, I'm pretty certain that the abstract concept of a year can kill people and this is the year where we got evidence of that. Like, I'm pretty sure that that's a thing we have demonstrable evidence of this year. I think the most important thing about this realisation is to go and write a blog where you take everyone very literally who's saying fuck 2016 and patronise them as if they were literally talking to the year itself as some kind of entity, malevolent entity. Here's the thing, all right? I appreciate that it is mostly jokes. You know, it's mostly yeah. it's mostly people just venting and and having a crack at a thing. But if there's one thing I've learned from memes and jokes that just continue, it's that eventually on some cultural level it gets believed. And the whole fuck you 2016 thing is and it's an old problem. You know, at the end of every year, people always think it's going to be different. Like, a, a matter of days, it's just going to reset the whole playing, uh, you know, the whole playing field. Mm. Uh, so I've been very, not doing the smug fucking blog shit that people have been doing, mm. but certainly just trying to, because I don't think it's psychologically healthy to see the amount of fuck you 2016, can't wait for 2017 comments, because even though there is a facetiousness to it, I do think as well, People are looking for that fresh start. So the first celebrity death that is definitely happening in January is going to really yeah. shit some people up. So it's like, like it's it's the age we're at, folks. People are dying and it's horrible, but it's yeah, we're going to have to brace ourselves. It's going to be so, a tragic yeah. few years. Here's here's the thing that like I'll say I have two two simultaneous opinions. Uh, uh, amazingly, you can hold two opinions that are seemingly contradictory of each other. Uh, yes, sixteen is uh, twenty sixteen. No different to any other year. It is just like any other year in that a bunch of celebrities and people important to us have unfortunately passed away. That being said, I also hold the simultaneous view, fuck, fuck 2016, 2016 was shit, <laughs> why the fuck did you do this to us, 2016? And I think I can hold both of those opinions. It's, it's one of those things like, I, I'm sure that I'm sure that on paper, the number of celebrity deaths and the scale of the celebrity de- deaths is probably the same, and we're probably only noticing them because early in the year we got, like, the meme began of 2016. No, and no, no, because it's, of that, it's, it's way more this year than usual, and well, it's I mean, the particularly I, huge well, ones, like... I. Maybe I for eighties kids especially, because Bowie and Prince and and Willy Wonka, I, uh, uh, like all in the one year, you know. Like. <laughs> yeah, but if it, it is a lot, but if you look back, similar like recent years, there have been pretty close in the past years where we've had very similar high profile deaths, and like some of it's confirmation bias, some of it is just a really shitty year. But that being said. Fuck 2016 because 2016 has taken some absolute fucking gems and it's from not, us. And it's, yeah, it's, it's not just sucks. celebrity deaths. I mean, the world's been fucking shit this year all around. Well, um, pe- there are a lot of people in both England and in America who are not happy about big things that happened in their country this year, and that that certainly doesn't but help even, on on that. Well, here's here's my caution against like the whole fuck 2016 movement is that. Yeah, a lot of the bad shit happened this year, but 2017's the year of ramifications. That's yeah, twen- 
And I'm not uh, saying 20... that to like upset people. I'm trying to just like like it's time to really brace yourself. Like do your anal gaggles because you are going to void <laughs> a lot of things. Oh. oh my god. Okay, I know this is a complete departure of tone, but there is a video game that's controlled by vaginal kegels that yes. I discovered today. Yes, a friend of mine told amazing. me about that today. Yeah, as someone that is legitimately having to learn to do kegel exercises um, and like pelvic floor stuff, the kegel exercise flappy bird game where you stick a thing in your vagina and do kegel exercises is amazing. But let's go back to, you know, this 2016 discussion because that's kind of important. <laughs> I, just, I, I felt the need to mention it while kegels oh, no, no, no. were I, being mentioned. I, my, my friend similarly like first <laughs> yeah. shared it as a link, but then she was reading through it. It's like, actually, the, the health benefits for this are fantastic. Um, yeah, so, it, yeah, the, the vaginal thing is, is interesting. Then, like, as a separate note, like, there is a bunch of legitimately good stuff for the world that happened in 2016. Uh, things like, I believe the global suicide rate is at the lowest it's ever been, like, ever been recorded. I believe that's uh, one of them. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that did get better this year. It wasn't entirely a bad year. I know for myself personally, there were a lot of things that went very well and were very personally vindicating this year, but... The, the just, fuck 2016 meme well today, came from somewhere. Like, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. Today it wasn't a great year. There's talk of a ceasefire in Syria, so that's yeah. something to cross our fingers for anyway. Yeah. I mean, even... But whatever it, side of, like, a, a political spectrum you were on this year, whoever you voted for or whatever, it was, uh, aside from all of that, it was awful to look at just how divided people were and how nasty mm. it got from everyone, you know? And that, that to me, was the worst part, was just... Seeing that division, you know, if you forget for a minute who was on what side or anything like that, just seeing that level of division between people was a sad well, thing to, to watch. If if less people would vote for the wrong candidate, then we wouldn't have that division. So <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh yes. so if, if only people would do what we tell them to do, there would be less division I'm and just more saying, harmony. Stop censoring I'm just saying, me, Jim. I've, I've got things <laughs> I, I got things pretty sorted out, so next time oh. ask me. Like I'll I'll be the I'll be the electoral college. I, I can Here's do that. Thing. I'm big enough to <laughs> be the whole college. So on, I'll take on, that job. On a personal note, I don't know how 2017 can be better than 2016 for was for me because 20 like I'm just gonna do it. 2016 was the year I got a vagina. It's gonna be pretty hard to top that in 2017. <laughs> like that, it's gonna be two tough. vaginas. Two vaginas. Can I get? I like, think that's it. You've got to go like Saints Row and just up the ante. So each in more year. ways than one, Laura, <laughs> Laura. For you, it was the year of Switch. Ah, uh, it's the year of Switch. Oh, it's. it's I'm, I'm gonna get multiple vaginas next year. We're gonna have hand vaginas, chest vaginas, <laughs> stomach vaginas, face vaginas. It's oh, gonna be great. Shit. Sorry, I sorry, mean, my phone. I'll be back. Gavin, Gavin. Okay. Uh, I am not editing that out. We are. We are gonna leave it in that Gavin interrupted with a phone. That's. I happening. mean, I was. I was just <laughs> about to launch into a great political goof. Yeah, about and how you getting Gavin. more vaginas. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, talk about how you getting more vaginas will uh, coincide with the amount of Boglin. that will be running the country. Oh. Uh, but I can't do that now, so... I think, I think so you just did, Jim. I, I, think, I think you did it anyway, Jim. It's all good, but... Yeah, 20... Well, except I'll, I'll be editing in uh, some censorship beeps over what I said to make people wonder what I said so that it's nice and mysterious and... Okay, and makes me feel important, even though it's really not. Yeah, it's it. Okay, I, I I will leave it to you. You can, if you remember, you can do those edits. But I'm not 
going to remind That's you it. to do those edits. Forget. So like, I'll, I'll do my edit pass and I'm not going to do the beeps. And if you remember to do the beeps, that's all all up to you, Jim. This is how the oh, this is like a fun future people. mystery for me. This is I, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I know less than anybody else. So, um, so you, that's fun. This is our year end wrap up, by the way, yeah. just to let people know why we started off that way. Yeah, there's a couple of things like it's it's mainly going to be game of the year chat. Uh, before we get into game of the year chat, though, there there's one thing I want to talk about. And one thing that Jim said he wanted to talk about, and I don't fucking know what he's on about. So can I read the message that you you put in our Facebook chat, Jim? Oh, yes, yes. Okay, because I have no context for this. Don't let me forget that I need to talk about two NeoGAF members arguing about podquisition and animal penises on the next show. Why are we talking about animal penises, Jim? What's going on? Okay, so Sorry about the position that. That's all right, Gav. Uh, no we, worries. We were just we we riffed for a while about how you ruined the show. It's all good. <laughs> I yeah, heard animal fine. penises. Yeah, apparently yeah, Jim, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim wanted awesome. me to remind him to talk about animal penises for some reason. <laughs> Fair enough. Right, so the the Jimquisition top ten shittiest games of 2016 went up uh, on Monday, which was either um, one in a long line of on-form great episodes that just get better and better, or the worst episode yet in a show that's on a steady decline, depending on whether or not you agreed with the choices I made for candidates in the video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, NeoGAF argued about it, obviously. Reddit argued about it, obviously. But there was this wonderful exchange on NeoGAF about not just my uh, presentation style, but podquisition, uh, that led to what I think is the best criticism podquisition has ever had. Okay. Ever had. Okay, this is a piece of criticism so, of our show, is it? Were they saying mean things about us as well? Mm, not quite. Not <laughs> quite. It was more the content than the people. Um, but But... Yeah, this is what I want. If we were to ever do like Edinburgh, because we're good enough to do Edinburgh, you, you want like, this to be the like the blurb that that get the the, the quote that yes. is put next to our show. This is on the poster, right? So it starts off with this guy called Greatest Ever. That's their name, saying they'd legitimately watch a YouTube channel where it's just me talking about games with none of my personality, which would be amazing. <laughs> first of all, I would love. I would actually. I would love a channel where I somehow <laughs> talk about games with no personality yeah, at like, all. Yeah, like, what is it they like about you if not the personality? I I have no... Like, apparently he just likes my points. Okay, so it's your um, bullet points but read by someone else with your voice? I guess. Like, like <laughs> find the most boring voice you can find. Like, the guy who played the really boring priest in Father Ted and get him to do it. Um, but anyway, I greatest ever... I have an incredibly boring voice. That one, yes. Um, so we'll get Gav to do that voice and read all of this. Uh, but anyway, he says, I recall him listening to fans on one of his most annoying videos um, uh, that he, where there was too much cringe stuff and, and he's ramped it up recently, which is a lie. I've not ramped it up at all. Uh, but anyway, leads on to one of the podcasts I heard of his was just 30 minutes of him and two others talking about what animal penis they'd like to be fucked with. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's be, like why? Okay, to be why do you think? <laughs> yeah, I I just want to say like it wasn't only thirty minutes about uh, talking about animal penises we want to get fucked by because that happened at the end of the show. So get it right, Neo Gaff. We talked about games for like a good forty minutes probably before we talked uh, about yeah, the animal penises. That wasn't we didn't start the show this... with it. That's not all we talked about. This greatest ever character is. 
as evidence with them talking about me ramping stuff up, they've got a colourful view of, of the historical uh, event. Uh, but to carry on, <laughs> and, and imagine the ellipses in the right place. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, why? Why do you think any audience tuned into this and would like hearing that? Why don't you have the common sense to stop overdoing the off-topic gross stuff? Uh, Jim Sterling as a uh, critic and character are pretty shit. The guy and the points he makes pretty good, even great. So that's all fine. That's that's. It doesn't end there. Uh, okay. So can, we get someone. Can we can we address these points as we go? So like, who would want to listen to this? Uh, apparently, more people than have ever listened to any podcast Jim Gavoray have been on. That's true. Probably yeah. probably yeah. more people than our most successful podcasts combined. So you know, like. People apparently want to listen to Animal Penis Chat. We we just give the audience what they want. I mean, at the very least, it's not harming their uh, enjoyment of it to hear it. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Considering the Cornflake homunculus was a giant breakout character for the Jimquisition, (laughs) I think I'm on the right track with the weird shit. I seem to be doing it okay. Um, And I should point out, I'm not not, just having a pop at... Uh, greatest ever or anyone on NeoGAF I'm not doing that thing we used to do Where we just complain about bad comments we get Yeah um, I, I am genuinely delighted with where This conversation went uh, and, and just what I think is the best Criticism the show's ever had But but Kyotech jumps in Just to say that yes the show's Juvenile but also highly amusing um, They said they were in tears of laughter Listening to us talk about the Final Fantasy 15 Porn and us coming up with better names And better plot there are plenty of other podcasts that talk about games. I'm glad Podquisition is the way it is. Thank God for Jim, Gavin, and Laura. Hmm. Very nice comment. Yeah. Thank you, Kate you know, Tech. I always find snootiness over people's, um, other people's sense of humor to itself be quite an immature thing. Yeah, because exactly. Because it's, 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 you know, people talk about mature senses of humor and how toilet humor shouldn't be funny. And here's the thing. When you truly grow up, you learn that the more stuff you're able to laugh at in life, the easier life is. Exactly. Yeah. So that leads us to, and that's that's a wonderful thing to say, Gav, because I think it leads us perfectly onto the final point, and and the criticism that I think we've got to take on board as a podcast. Right. The greatest ever fires back with, right, but restraint is a thing, and and here's the money quote. There's no audience in animal penis discussion. <laughs> <laughs> followed by a lot of followed by a lot of NeoGAF posts asking if that's that person's first day on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, I can't find the I other can't post, find this you, Will you link it to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't, I can't fr- find the other I don't frequent NeoGAF myself, but I, I, I do hear about a lot of funny threads there. There's some good stuff. They're, they're, they're entertaining. They get a bad rap sometimes, but um, they're not, I've, 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 I've often found them entertaining. They're not nearly as bad as the reputation they have. They, uh, they, can, be, they can be fun at times, but... Uh, they have their meltdown threads, if, if it, but, if, but they are... If it wouldn't be a technical nightmare, there's a bit of me that wants to go and, like, you know, see if we can tweak the podcast, like, bio on iTunes. So instead it's, like, your number one podcast for video games and animal penises. Yes, there will be animal <laughs> penis chat. 
I couldn't find the other post in the thread, unfortunately. I was trying to find it, but there was someone who said, oh, God, Jim's going to mention that on the podcast. Obviously, I was going to. Yeah. How can I not quote there's no audience for animal penis discussion? Oh, God. Um, uh, yeah. By the way, the other voices you've heard so far are Laura and Gavin. Hello. We're 15 minutes in and not Hi. really said, done anything. It's, it's fine. Well, it's, it's the end of the year, like New Year's party. Yeah. We're all a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Classic casual. Yeah. Um... And plus, you know, hardcore animal penis enthusiasts already, they're well aware of who we are. So <laughs> we, we serve a very niche market. Um, welcome everyone to the show. It's, it's, it's our year-end wrap-up. Um, you know, looking back on the games that came out, to give you a brief overview of how my 2016 was. And, and one thing I was, I was trying to say at the beginning was, like, even though I talk about how 2016 didn't take a year from us, it is hard to... Not just because of how our culture is. It's hard to look at these things and not break them into years, you know, mm. and say, okay, this year was good, this year was bad, and everything. And on by that metric, I had a shitty 2016, even on top of all the other terrible things that happened. Uh, this was the year I got sued for $15 million, ah. which is still ongoing, uh, and s- regardless of the results, still costs money to fight. So that was a big chunk of my year, and... Um, the back issue, uh, which thankfully, knock on wood, is is more or less better now. Um, but the the ruptured disc for most of the year was fun, so it was a really rubbish year. But there were some good games, and and Laura got her vagina. Yeah, this was the year where I got a vagina. You know that was pretty mm. cool. I talked a bunch about about so. the Switch. I reviewed that PS4 Slim that hadn't been announced and that no one else wanted to review or unbox. I was like, fuck it, I'll do that. And I did a bunch of shit posting over at Let's Play Video Games, my new baby, where I posted such wonderful r- things as here's a review of, of water that has a PlayStation logo on it for some reason, and all sorts of other beautiful journalism that I did. It's it's been an well, all your, right your year. Vagina, your vagina pictures was certainly an experience to be. Oh home. god. So if anyone wants to see the article that went up and then had to come down, and I'm I'm going to talk very briefly. We had to take it down because of our web host not allowing it to be up. Uh, we are working on a solution for how to get that up. But just to clarify, yeah. for uh, by the way, it was video game characters. Vagina. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I it took yes. me a second to get that. I did an article. Uh, what was it called? It was called. Uh, top 10 video uh, No not top 10 It was just uh, What we imagine Video game character Vaginas look like For now The only way to see it Go to my Twitter Laura K Buzz On Twitter And go look at The pinned tweet And it's a link To an imager album Oh my god I had fun Making those Those video game Character vaginas It, it was an experience we, we killed the site For a while The web host Got angry People discovered <laughs> Fetishes they didn't Know they had It was a glorious day uh, It was it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And and honestly, pr- on a professional level, it's been a marquee year for yourself. Uh, um, you know, you, you founded uh, letsplayvideogames.com and broke all those stories and, and had pictures of video game character vaginas. Uh, it, was, it was quite a year for you in, in a career perspective. Yeah, it, it was a nice year breaking breaking away from places that I previously worked and doing my own thing mm-hmm. where like stuff is now just like you know it's only building for my own brand which is nice and it's good that the financial support was there to do that and to bring Vicky and Joe over uh, but on top of that it was just it was nice that this year was a pretty like looking back over the year I felt like I hadn't done enough this year and then I tried to pull together a bunch of like okay what did I actually make this year and it's like oh I did a bunch of really like 
some journalism that I was really proud of alongside some of mm-hmm. my best shit post content ever. Like this was the year I did cooking with depression, where I just cooked sad looking meals over sad music. It was <laughs> it, it was a creatively fulfilling year. That's I think, that's that's I think good. Purely cynically like numbers wise, I think all three of us had our best year ever this year, didn't we? Uh, undoubtedly, yeah. Yeah. In certain metrics, yes. Like yes. views, views wise and stuff like that, it was certainly my mm. best ever year. I, and I, I, I would imagine it was both of yours as well. I don't think there's any numeric um, retro uh, like rubric by which my I did better worse this year than last year, other than possibly mm. number of like freelance articles done for big sites. Like I did a mm. I did a lower number of like big freelance things um, for other places, but that's. That's probably the only way that last year was better than this year, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so thank, thanks to y'all for tuning in to us this yeah. year. That's, uh, yes, yes, thank you. Pretty I'm, cool. I'm glad we've accompanied you all with our animal penises for, for our de- another our year. Our degenerate, unfunny toilet humour. Thank, thank yeah. you for supporting Atrocious. this beautiful trash fire that we've created. That yeah, it's my yeah, favourite beautiful trash fire. Um, <laughs> honestly, I mean, it, it really is a joy to do this show. We've said before. Yeah, um, it really is like know, a highlight of not my for everyone. It's, but... it's a highlight of my week. Get knowing I get to do this every Wednesday. I consistently look forward to it. Mm. So yeah, that's. Did you see my masterpiece toilet humor tweet last week about trace? Last week about tracer. Did I link I, that to you? I don't think I saw it. What was it about? I was like, fuck, I was like, fuck music. This tweet is my masterpiece. It was, um, last night I played Tracer before oh. bed. Fell asleep and woke up with my penis in a man's ass. This is what happens when you close comment sections. Oh, God. I remember I, that now. I saw yes, that. That was very well crafted. <laughs> I was like, fuck music. I'm becoming a professional tweet joker. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, um... Yeah, before we get into like game of the year chat, there is like one yeah. newsworthy thing I want to talk about this week. If you two are cool with that, uh, oh yes, yes, uh, yes. Frog, Frog Fractions Two is out, and people found it. Yeah, and like the reason why I think this is newsworthy because is because I genuinely somewhere deep down believed that it was possible the creator of Frog Fractions had not actually put any money into developing Frog Fractions 2 after the Kickstarter, and the fact that no one could find it would be the game. Like, the Eternal ARG would be the game. Yeah, yeah. He had a masterful position where he could have done that, and totally it would have been in character and, like, you know, wouldn't have disappointed Kickstarter backers. But Mm. people found it. uh, Yeah, Frog Fractions 2 exists. It got found. Was, um... Was that the game that like went crazy and turned into a completely different game? Or am I thinking? Of yeah. Else? So the original Frog Fractions did do a lot of that. The, yeah. the original Frog Fraction starts off as like a educational maths game where none of the maths makes sense. And as you dig into it, it went off into this very very different game that, like, I'll talk a little bit about Frog Fractions one. It it involved you going into space and doing like um, narrative choice stuff to try and get through like a mission in space, and then you were doing a text adventure in a spaceship. There was all kinds of crazy shit that went on in that first game. It was like, it was a deep, well-made rabbit hole that hadn't. Nothing's really replicated what it did since. Um, and that a deep, deep rabbit hole that that is going to upset some people on NeoGaf. Ah, uh, rabbit holes. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, like the the deal with with kick, the Kickstarter for Frog Fractions Two is the guy said, "Hey, I'm gonna make the game. I'm not gonna call it Frog Fractions Two. If you find yep. it 
and you ask me, is this Frog Fractions 2? I will say yes, and I'll give everyone a code for the game who backed it on Kickstarter. If you don't find it, no one gets a copy of the game. And yeah. I mean, it was pretty much a year of anything weird that ever happened. E- everyone asked if it was Frog Fractions 2. Is, yeah. this, Frog, is this Frog Fractions 2? Like any, yeah, like, like any strange game, anything, any weird news. Anything that felt like it had a weird rabbit hole to go down. Like uh, a good example being Shower With Your Dad Simulator, where if you if you yes. do well enough, you get to this weird mini game where you're like flying a bathtub. And like, it's stuff like that where it's like, oh, this became something different. Is there further to go down this rabbit hole? Everyone asked, is it Frog Fractions 2? And no, we actually found what it is. It's hidden inside another game. I won't say how to find it in there, but uh, let me pull up the name. It is hidden inside a game called Glitter Mitten Grove. That's it. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to. Remember. I kept wanting to say like glitter mitten. I wanted that's, to glitter mitten grow. Yeah. That's musical. I wanted to call it. I keep <laughs> wanting to call it thimbleweed grove for some reason, but uh, it it looks like it's basically just like a management sim where you like build trees for these fairies to live in, and they collect resources, and you can like build various things and just try and like build a community of fairies that can survive throughout the year. And somewhere in there, I'm not going to tell you where. There's a door. If you go through the door, Frog Fractions 2. And without <laughs> spoiling anything about what Frog Fractions 2 is, I have gone through a lot of it. I have not completed it yet. There is a lot of references to butts, which is very on brand for me. I'm very happy about this. That's always good. Um, it is a really impressive follow-up to Frog Fractions. It's not trying to do the same things again. It is very mechanically different. It is challenging mentally in different ways it doesn't feel unfair once you work out like how it wants you to think and it's a very interesting rabbit hole of a game that is challenging me and i'm really enjoying also one little very small teaser uh very early on there's a character creator and you can import a mass effect 2 save file and it legitimately reads your mass effect 2 save it's it's stuff like that that i'm like okay you did a good follow-up to a get... Like, you could have very easily retried the ground from Frog Fractions. Well done. Well done, developer. Yeah, and a bold move as mm. well, you know, hiding it in that game. I know Soda Drinker Pro did a similar thing with a hidden game inside a game, but yeah, a game that had the Kickstarter backing and, and clearly could have made bank by just releasing as Frog Fact- Fractions 2 on Steam. Yeah. Um, doing it this way, it, it's it's a... It's a bold yeah. marketing well, move and, and one I respect. It's, it's an admirable thing in that the game costs, I don't know what the US dollar price is, I think it might be 1999 US dollars. It's, it's something it's, like that. I it's think 14 99 pounds. Yeah. And the interesting thing is it's it's priced more expensive than a game of the, like the game that you look like you're purchasing. Games in that genre are not usually that expensive. And no. it's like, it's all these things that would turn you away from looking at it. But also like, I'm going to say it, Glitter, Glitter Mitten Grove, legitimately quite a good game. It's not like yeah. they made yeah. a like a terrible facade of a game. They made a good... That's me- even better. It, they made a mechanically separate engine, a uh, separate engine, separate mechanics, impressive game that probably could have earned it, like, been worth its money, and hit Frog Fractions <laughs> 2 problem. inside of it. <laughs> That was my problem with Soda Drinker Pro, mm. or one of my problems. The The main problem was the game within Soda Drinker Pro wasn't very yeah. good in particular. But the game, like the, the Trojan game, yeah. shall we say, um, 
was shit. Like, no effort went mm. into it at all. The... And so it just looked like one of those Me Too joke yeah. games that appear on Greenlight, and it wasn't funny. Um, it's a much funnier joke to me that time and effort and resources went into making yeah, a genuinely I, good game uh, uh, that was then upstaged by Frog Fractions Yeah, too. like, the first time I tried to play Glitter, Mitten, Grove, I failed, I died, and had to start over because I... Uh, like, I ignored the fact that the seasons were changing and failed to store enough berries for the winter. And that was like, oh, I love that, that was my fucking problem. I need to, like, do better this time. And I... It's a it's a good game that has another good game hidden inside it. So, like, I'm, I'm damn impressed with what they did there. It could have been... Uh, there, there were things that gave it away a little bit. Like, there was an ARG that kind of led to it that eventually got cracked. There was also the fact that on Christmas Day, I think it was, they updated Glitter, Mitten, Grove, and one of the words in the update was the word fraction. Um, and it was, like, a slightly right. odd use of the word fraction. It was something like, uh, we've altered the fraction of times that this event happens. And it's not enough to be a huge red flag, but it still took a good two weeks for people to realise, yeah. oh... It's in here, and this is how you get to it. So I almost get the sense that two weeks passed by, and they were like, they ain't found it. Put the word fractions in the well, fucking no, they, code. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm annoyed. I've been sitting on this great surprise, and I'm annoyed. It's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's either Vice or Polygon. One of the two of them has a really... In and I feel really bad that I can't remember which of the outlets it is now, but I'm sure you'll find it if you search. A really good in-depth breakdown of what the, the ARG was that led to this. And I never would have, like, stuck with it to take part in it, but it's fascinating to read about this ARG now that it's happened. Yeah, I find most ARGs fascinating to read about. Once they're done, yeah. I find them fascinating. They're, I don't think I've, I'd ever have the patience to dig into them, but, yeah. you know, the ARG for Frog Fractions 2, the one for The Binding of Isaac, um, you know, these... These codes and these hidden things. Yeah, like, uh, I, I find them fascinating. My, my favourite reading through it was at some point, like, there's a video of, like, an actual meeting that happened where, like, a bunch of people cracked a code from, like, a voicemail message and worked out they had to be in a place at a certain time. And when they did, someone, like, with a hat... Like, this all got caught on video. Someone just walks down the street, drops a bag and goes, there, and runs off and gets in a car and drives off, and they open a bag, and there's just a bunch of items in the bag that they have to start working through. Like, it, it's kind of fascinating how amazingly put together it all was, so... Yeah, I'd love to come up with something like that myself. I wish I had... But I just... Yeah. I don't have the patience, I, because, like, I, I'd want people to see the cool thing that it leads yeah. to, and I'd, I'd blow, blow my wad I wouldn't have the creativity or the, uh, the, the skill or the patience to pull it off, so I'm, I'm, I'm impressed they did. Um, so yeah, 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 I won't say anything about Frog Fractions 2 other than just, it is not resting on the laurels of the first Frog Fractions, it's well worth a look. It's impressive. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not... Don't rush through, don't rush through glitter, glitter Mitten Grove, enjoy it. It is, it is worth enjoying while you're there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I've uh, got access to it, I've not checked it out yet, uh, but I am going to, that's... It's roughly on my to-do list this week. I've got a fair few things to knock out, but I'm, I'm, I don't know how to approach trying to cover it because I know Polygon mm. just straight up went and did a review of Frog Fractions I, too, but uh, I feel almost like writing it handwritten on paper and just throwing it in the ocean you, or something. You know what I feel like doing? Because I'm, I'm reviewing it for Let's Play Video Games and I don't know how to go best about it. I want to write a, re a legitimate in-depth review of Glitter, Mitten, Grove 
And like, see, that would have yeah, been my first and, instinct and not, as not well. Not a yeah. joke, like a legitimate serious review, and then get to the bottom and be like, Frog Fractions Two is in it. Frog Fractions Two is good. Frog Fractions Two did not rest on the laurels of its predecessor. There you go. Like, here's like my three vague yeah, yeah. sentences. Here's my glitter mitten grove review. There you go. Like that might be the. I've been I take tempted. I've been tempted, and I might do it to upload a Jim Impressions mm. video on YouTube of of glitter mitten and not mention frog fractions at all and see who gets pissed off in the comments yeah like which will happen because youtube comments get infuriated at the very idea that you might not have spotted something they spotted so i might just i was also thinking about doing the review where you just don't acknowledge frog fractions too at all that was also a tempting idea but um yeah it's like oh the, the other option if i could be bothered to do it would be to do an arg that leads to the review but that would be effort. That would that would take some time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so yeah, should we should we get into game of the year chat and shit? Yeah. How do we how do we want to go about this? What have we got a plan of how we're going to tackle these? What did um, we do well, last you what, year? Uh, doesn't matter. Because <laughs> um, I'm in the same position I was in last year, where I've got the Jimquisition Awards. Already up. People already know what my games of the year yeah. are. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mediate between well, you two I've, and I've also, fire back and I've forth. I've also got my uh, my top ten games of the year up, so people know what mine are. But like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna jump in and throw one out, and then we'll see where we go from there. I guess. Uh, okay. okay. Should, should we all? Should we all like? Do you want to read out our top tens before or after? Uh, or? If you've got a top ten ready, Gav, it, maybe that's a good way to like get it started. Is to just be like, "This is my top ten, and then we've got a jumping off point. All right, cool. Well, I think my number one is one we're all going to talk about anyway. <laughs> I'm sure it probably is. Uh, do you do you want to yeah. do yours ten to one, Gav? All right, I'll do it very quickly. So, at number ten, Overwatch. At number nine, Watch Dogs Two. At number eight, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yes, I know it came out on Xbox last year, but I played it on PC this year oh, and it's my con- list, so fuck that's you. That's a contentious one, but I'll let you have it. Yeah, that's the one people got angry about, <laughs> yeah. actually. Uh, number seven, Inside. Number six, Doom. That was the other one people got really, really angry that it wasn't number one or two. Uh, number five, Titanfall 2. And the next two are ones that someone might disagree with (laughs) number four dishonored two number three the last guardian number two deus ex mankind divided and surprising absolutely no one number one is dark souls three so i'm just gonna put it out there the last guardian got my um game that could have been amazing but turned out shittiest by comparison award or whatever i called it that was like oh this mm. game could have been great but oh fuck so mm. uh my top like sorry yeah oh yeah no just to, to further your point like i said last week if the controls were better in that game it would have yeah. easily been my I, my number one but i live streamed oh. it uh, on twitch the other day and i spent a good 10 minutes trying to make a jump that just every time i pressed the jump button the character dropped rather than jumping and I, yeah, I that demonstrates that why wasn't I can't on the big that game. tower by any chance. No, was it's it? um the first time that Trico's unconscious and you climb down Trico's tail and have to leap to a platform off of Trico's oh, tail. 
Um, that was so hard making him jump like off any yeah. kind of rope or tail. Or I must have had to do it, it was like bullshit. six times. Broken bullshit. Yeah, it is broken bullshit. <laughs> so my top ten games of the year. Uh, honorable mention. Uh, I've got an honorable mention to give to Pony Island. I think it was fantastic. Um, the problem I have with it is that as the years gone on, I can remember less and less of that game, and I was tempted to go back and remind myself why I enjoyed it, and I was like, no, I feel like. I feel like it says something that by the end of the year I can't actually remember much about the experience, but... That's a fair it, enough criteria. Yeah. Essentially yeah. what edged Dark Souls 3 into a Jimquisition Award was I was like, okay, that it was one of the games that was most memorable to me yeah. and I was so absorbed in. So yeah, it's a fair I, I went criteria. the other way and that's what nudged it out of the top 10. Um, number uh-huh. 10, Uncharted 4. Incredibly polished, but, you know... Uh, yeah, it was a really nice end to that series. Number nine was Firewatch. Number eight was Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Number seven was Mirror's Edge Catalyst. I know a lot of people preferred the original. I kind of... Oh, yeah, that's going yeah. on a different award I, list I've okay, got coming yeah, up before. I, I, okay, I get the reasons why. For me personally, I preferred it to the original, and I know that's a contentious topic, but we can get into that if you like. Number six is Super Hot. Number five is Overwatch. Number four is Pokemon Sun and Moon. Number three, Final Fantasy XV. Number two, Dark Souls Three, and number one, beating Dark Souls Three. And I know that it's—I know on paper it's a shit game. It's Pokemon Go, and I had a feeling. Yeah. I had a feeling it would rank high on your list, if only for well, the criteria we talked about: impact and yeah, memorability. That's, like, that's ultimately what it was. Like I talked about it when I was writing why it got my my game of the year. Yeah, it re- was like it really <sighs> depends on like what what it. it what kind of a list it is, yeah, you know? Because for me, it's literally just my favourite. Yeah, that's what... But that's for what, you guys, it might be a little more complex uh, mine, than that. Mine is, like, the games that I personally, ha- like, felt were most valuable to me. Like, I, I, try, I didn't yeah. try and make it about anyone else. I was like, Pokemon Go, it's an undeniably bad game. It's missing features. It's designed to hook players into microtransactions. It doesn't work properly if you live in small rural areas. But it's still by a long, long, long way my most played, most impacted video game of the year. It's the one that has become a permanent fixture in my life. The one that has had the most impact on how I... like. It's the one that wormed its way into my life. I still, if I'm like running to the shops in the morning, I will go grab Pokemon Go, flick it on and like yeah. just get my eggs hatching. And I'm still yeah. doing that. It's the only mobile game that's ever held me this long. It is the only game that like has become this permanent a fixture in my routine and I have to give it that. So yeah, that's that was Pokemon Go, but what about you Jim? What were your do you yeah. remember your top 10? Um well, I never really did a top 10 and well, you, I you don't did, yeah. I, I I avoid doing 10 because I do my 10 shittiest games and I deliberately do 5 Jimquisition awards, which some people point to as cynicism on my part that I point to as the opposite. Uh, I think that the the awards like like the best games should be extra special, which is why I make less of them uh, because they're each one is a bigger deal. You can find mm. ten shit mm. games. It's so hard to f- well, it's so hard to pick five good best though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like like narrowing it that that to me, I I want to think about it. I yeah. want to work. Well, on that's it. that's why for me, um, I also did like separate category awards and i tried to make them tailored things so i did like it's always one yeah, way of like doing I, it, yeah. I i did there's a bunch of games that didn't get in my top 10 but i still am like 
this was the best at doing this thing. Like, I gave a top sex game of the year award and things like that. So, like, there are ways to do it. But what were mm. your, uh, what, what were the games that and, got and... awards with you? I was just um, going to say, if there was a yeah. top DL, DLC award as well, like Blood and Wine is, is you... my winner by by such a huge margin. Some people like... have just gone ahead and counted it as a game. Yeah. Some people have just said, like, Blood and Wine, one of my favourite games this year, which, yeah. you know, there's there's a legitimacy to that yeah. if, if, if you want to make to, that part to of To be fair, criteria. it had more content than most most games, so... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. good, meaningful content as well, not just filler shit. Yeah, I mean, it was an expansion that was expansive you know we don't get too many of those anymore um so yeah i mean for myself the 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 games that got Dreamquisition awards were pony island um because unlike yourself laura it 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 is a game i could not forget for the whole year uh so we we differ slightly on that uh both of us clearly like the game but for me it was yeah, I, I did not forget it since since it came out in January. Mm. Um, that one, uh, fuck, what else was there? <laughs> uh, Inside, I'm terrible at remembering things. Inside, uh, got, got, got the nod because it was uh, fucking I, brilliant. Mm. I think it may have been the only 10 I gave out this year. It is, wow. it is a damn, damn good game. I, mm. I have issues with that game mainly in terms of like the stuff you have to do you have to realize in order to get that that like good ending it is difficult to do that without like reading outside material which annoys me um oh the old guy dang it trope yeah yeah yeah. and there's there's bits like that i wish they just committed to like the nebulous ending that you get by just doing the standard playthrough i liked that ending i don't like that there's all there's the other ending you're gonna go find which you know i still still love the game but it just like it it stuck with me that little point yeah no that's fair enough um super hot was mm. another one of mine. Um, genius game design, just 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 brilliant game design. Um, really flawless in that area. There's some bits of it that drag on, but as a, as a game, as an idea, and as an idea that was followed through in inventive and uh, complex ways, uh, br- brilliant, uh, absolutely brilliant. Doom. <laughs> Obviously, um, it, it wasn't even in contention. Doom it wasn't on your top it, ten, it Laura. Wasn't was it wasn't in contention for mine. I can. I you, can... you you may now take the misplaced rage towards it being my oh, number six. God. Okay, so here's the thing. I can tell that it. <laughs> is... And I'll I'll take I'll take the rage about Uncharted four being number nine on your list because oh, that no, didn't it, even it was, make my was, top ten. It was 10. number ten on my list, but um, yeah. <laughs> so Doom, I can tell it is an on paper amazing game. I understand entirely why people love it. It's just not for me. No, that's fair enough. It, it's fair unquantifiably enough. just I mean, like, you're re- not my Unacceptable. game. Unacceptable. And you have you you have a history of being wrong about Doom anyway, so <laughs> people are gonna. Uh, I prefer all. I prefer this to the original Doom, but it still didn't make my top ten. That's <laughs> fair enough. Um, Doom for me, obviously, I I adored her, uh, and the last one I picked was was. Dark Souls 3. Uh, and they were in no particular order. I don't like to order them. I just say five games that to me were exemplary. Mm. So so that was my my list. Other games outside of that, honourable mentions, would go to uh, Titanfall 2, which has that complex issue about does what it... Is the, the DLC in it 
a fee to pay microtransaction thing that I've railed at and disqualified games for, or is it not? Uh, I'm still mulling that over, but I at least give it an honourable mention. It was a beautifully designed campaign, um, one of the one of the finest multiplayer. Uh, one of the finest single player campaigns and a really good multiplayer. Uh, Enter the Gungeon. Mm. Enter the Gungeon was a damn fine game. Damn, damn fine game. Uh, and uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, there were, there were a lot of great games, a lot of sort of solid eights this year. Pokemon mm. Sun and Moon. Um, uh, what else was there? Uh, but Far Cry Primal, which not a lot of people are ever going to mention. And a lot of the fans didn't like. But I. I genuinely enjoyed Far Cry Primal more than perhaps any other Far Cry game, uh, except maybe Far Cry 2 as an exception. So so that was a really good one. Uh, what else was there? Mm. Like, I can't remember anything now. Yeah. Like, this just, is... Um, my, my brain is just, just a leaking fucking sponge. I'm just to, to, to make clear as well, the reason that Gears of War wasn't on mine and Jim's and Laura's list is because we're Sony ponies. And the reason that mm-hmm. Uncharted wasn't on two of our lists is because we're Xbox fanboys. <laughs> just um, so, just to clarify. Yeah, like I, I was just going to say, I'm really glad you brought out for a product Far Cry Primal. I had a really bloody good time with that. I really enjoyed it. Um, usually, I don't like. It's a fun yeah, game. I, really like I like the mechanics just fine in Far Cry games. I usually don't like the narrative wrapping around it. It just doesn't work for me. Far Cry Primal was pretty pretty darn good. I like that. Yeah. Um. I think like it, yeah. if it should have been I I felt like it would have been better as an, an ex, a cheaper smaller expansion myself I, but I don't know it still was pretty good for the, what it was The fact that I was enjoying it more than I usually enjoy Far Cry is probably why I disagree with you there I was like I'm re- I'm enjoying yeah. Far Cry for once keep this going yeah, yeah. um cuz I obviously haven't like I've not really like stuck with a Far Cry game as as much as I have with this one before so there's that okay. um yeah, Owlboy as well. I just want to oh. give a, a quick mention to Owlboy was a great game. Uh, I want to give a quick, oh, actually, yeah, I want to give a quick nod to Lady Killer in a Bind, which I think I've mentioned on the podcast before. It's not perfect. It it is a game about consent that ignores a conversation about consent in terms of misleading regarding identity. But if you put that aside, it does some very interesting stuff regarding the mechanics of consent dynamics within BDSM relationships, which is really interesting. I've not seen I've not seen a visual novel dating sim sex game that has done quite as interesting a set of things where like, okay, the differences in choices you make don't just choose who you end up with, but will actually have some impact on how scenes play out. Uh, so I thought that was really nice, plus it felt like all the women in it were, like, aimed specifically as, like, here's a bunch of archetypes you're gonna like, queer women. I'm like, okay, this this is good, I like this. So, Lady Killer in a Bind, I gotta give a nod to. Um, I think if there's, if there's one game that all three of us put very, very high on our list, that's probably, like, the only game we could agree on and say, like, this was probably Podquisition's game of the year... It's got to be Dark Souls 3. Like, I don't think there's any other game that we all agree so strongly is such I a good game. It's, I think it, it's... Yeah, like, like it's, it's the one where we've all sort of cross-pollinated our opinions. And also, considering the reputation this podcast gets <laughs> every time a new Souls game is out, as the podcast that won't fucking shut up about the new Souls game, um, Dark Souls 3 as Podquisition's collective game of the year works it, quite well. It feels like it makes sense. It's the one game that we yeah. all just agreed on, that we were like, yeah. Sorry to that... 
sorry to that one commenter who hates that we talk about Souls games and brings it up a yeah. lot. Um, we're talking about Dark Souls 3 again? Yeah. Sorry about that, mate. So, like, your point about whether the DLC feels like, you know, microtransaction in a pay to, in a, like, a fee to pay game. I personally don't feel like that's an issue. It came out considerably after the release. It is not necessary to completion of the game. It feels like a substantial piece of additional content in a separate area. I'm like, okay, I am happy to, like... Are you talking about Dark Souls yeah. 3? Yeah, are you talking about Titanfall now or oh, Dark Souls? I was talking about oh, Titanfall I thought you 2. said that about Dark Souls 3 for some reason. I was like, really? No, no, oh, no, no. Oh, no, okay, no. no, that makes much more sense if you're talking about Titanfall 2. I... Yeah, I, yeah, Dark, never had a problem with the, the DLC from... I was from really surprised that you had a problem with Dark Souls 3 <laughs> having, like, a piece of paid DLC that... Oh, not that at all. confused me, but I was like, it's fine. Let's talk it through, Jim. We'll work it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 no. No problem with that yeah. at all. Um, oh, God. Yeah, Dark Souls 3 was just a, a, just a, a beautifully I, put together I package. looked a little while ago at how much of it I've played since it came out. I have played uh, 210-ish uh, hours of Dark Souls 3. Yeah, Jesus. something similar. That, that's yeah. almost as much time as we've spent talking about it on oh. the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it is the only single player game in years that I have completed and gone straight back in and played it again. Yeah, right, definitely. same here. Yeah, like it's, I did it's that the only one three, I can think of three apart times. from Fallout Four that I've done multiple playthroughs yeah. of. I did like I did my review playthrough, I did my let's play playthrough, I did another playthrough mm. for myself after that, and I've played the DLC and played more of that game. I just mm. I love it. I love Dark Souls 3, it's yeah. great. And there's so and many ways to make your playthroughs different each time. And yeah. You can oh, do yeah, a solo yeah. like, I run, respect... you can do a co-op run, you can do all kinds of stuff. I respect my character a ton of times. Like, I kept going to the place to, to reset my stats so I could just do a different build. Yeah. Um, and, and finally settled on one I really liked. But yeah, like, it's... There's a lot of versatility there. And I know, retrospectively, a lot of fans have looked back on it and... and as often happens with games, the the fan base that was angry that anyone might not like it, uh, a few months later comes back and says, "Yeah, maybe it wasn't so good." And there's been some pushback on Dark Souls Three along mm. those lines, but uh, I still maintain, like, really? I, I think it's a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, heard yeah, the uh, criticism I, that it was kind of lazy and didn't try anything new, but I was okay with that. That yeah, that's what I've been told. That never felt but, like a problem to me. I. My opinion yeah. on that game has well, not gone down in the slightest since it came out. It's the same argument I use. I used to use for Call of Duty before it just got boring as fuck, and that I use for Dynasty Warriors. Mm. Um, the argument being that Dark Souls will, or, or Souls as a series, will have a real impetus to need to change when something does what it does better. Mm. Right now, it's the top of the class in that style of action mm. RPG. Just like if you want, you know, brainless stress relief button mashing hack and slash, Dynasty Warriors, nothing cuts to the chase like yeah. that does. And for a while, nothing was really the peak of, of multiplayer, uh, accessible multiplayer FPS combat than the Call of Duty series, but mm. it, it, that was eventually outclassed mechanically, if not financially, yeah, and, I, I, I and, don't, and never changed. I don't changed. doubt that's going to happen for, for Dark Souls eventually. Like, we're getting some strong contenders coming yeah. up. Like, if, it, if either of you have had a chance to play the, the demo for Nier Automata, that feels very, very, very responsive and very Dark Souls-esque in the way that its combat oh, yeah. flows. 
It's is that not Atlantic, more of a kind I, of an action-y Honestly, I, I, thing, or is it? I was thinking closer to Dynasty. Wise. I don't know. It's, it's a lot of enemies well. and a lot of hacking it's, and slashing. It's a lot of hacking and slashing, but there's a lot of things about like the way the character moves that, to me, remind it like it's not as difficult as Dark Souls by any means. But I'm like, there are games like Nier Automata that are like getting how to make to make a character feel and move like the Dark Souls characters. I'm like, it's a matter of I don't think that no Nier is not going to be the game that does it, but. It's an example of like, they're gonna get there. Devs are gonna work it out. The pieces are there. So I love the dodge. Oh my god! In near that dodge feels... That's one of the best dodges that I've dodge ever feels seen. So rewarding. It's so good. I need it. Was it as good as Bayonetta's dodge? Uh, better. It's a better dodge than in Bayonetta. Honestly, Ooh, it's it's so praise. fluid, so fluid and mm. quick. If it, it, it feels really good to do, and it's but uh, it also it's. Really efficient, it's efficient and useful. useful, but it still feels weighty. Like it doesn't feel like a very, like a super floaty dodge. It feels like it has momentum to it. I mean, oh, I love that dodge. So this game is in. De- it's just a demo that's out. Yeah, now, it's is a, it? or is a it? demo yeah. that just came yeah. out. But when is it coming out? March. How is it? Is it as soon as March? I thought it was further off than mm-hmm. that. Um, no, March. Yeah, but point being, like someone will work it out and we'll get a competent like Souls competitor. I, it's gonna happen eventually, but until then, eh, it's fine. Dark Souls will just be Dark Souls. It's it's top and of I'm the okay league. with that yeah, as like, long like, as it keeps being Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it the amount they've put out and and the fact that we had Bloodborne just last year, uh, it's impressive that the concept still feels uh, unique mm. to itself and and the... uniquely rewarding each time a new one comes out. And part of that is because. You know, we've had Lords of the Fallen, mm. and we've had some other games, but nothing quite does what they I, do, and that's why it has a lasting appeal. Yeah, I, I, the fact that we just got Dark Souls 3 last year, and I would happily play a Bloodborne 2, like, in the next 12 months, says that I'm not feeling burnt out on this set of mechanics, and that I have confidence that, you know, From Software could just keep churning these out, and I'd be happy with it, probably. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I would I would turn on it hardcore eventually. Oh. But mm. I've got enough in me for at least at least two. Yeah, more, I could get I at least two more years out of this being an annual thing that we got. I don't. Let, let's not encourage I mean, them though. No, <laughs> let's, let's, no, t- no, no. Take your time with them, please. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like I'd love a new Bloodborne, but I can wait. I don't need it. In I, I don't need it, but I certainly would be happy if it happened. If it come, if it if it would have come out and it was really fucking good, yeah. then yeah, give give me them <laughs> shits. Uh, but but yeah, uh, Dark Souls three, uh, Podquisitions game of the year. I, I'm quite happy with yeah, that actually. That's... That I'm I'm comfortable I, I... with that. If if Gavin is as well, yeah, yeah, I... yeah. I I mean, I just I was really torn between it and Deus Ex, and I eventually was just like, okay, if I could only pick to replay one game. Mm. This year, and I was yeah. like, yeah, no, I that's, would pick Dark Souls. That's what put it ahead of any other single-player console game for me, was just, if I'm going to go back and play replay any console single-player game that came out this year, it's going to be Dark Souls. And it's the one I can see yeah. myself doing again, that with for the longest time. That might speak to the series' lasting appeal, why it can release, you know, a Soulsborne game annually at this point and still feel good is because we're already replaying these things yeah like i I played dark souls 3 at least three times now and will happily go back and do it again if if 
the urge comes up. Like the idea of doing that to me right now. But I think I think Dark Souls Two then shows that it has to be done well because I don't see myself. I don't know if I ever see myself replaying Dark Souls Two, even though I loved it at the time. But when Three came out and did everything so much better than Two, in my opinion, I was like, yeah, it's hard to go back now. Well, again, this 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 goes back to you know. From can keep dipping from this well until someone does it better. Yeah. And, and until we get an idea that it can be better than this. I hope if I just uh, it's hope gonna if, be... if the Dark Souls two team takes over for four, if there's a four, that they pay a little more attention to what made one and three so great. Not just mm-hmm. not just the difficulty, you know, the intertwining no, I think levels that's, yeah. and all the other stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's always been my fear with, with the series because uh, Namco Bandai really harp on that, the whole difficulty thing. Mm. And, and and I've always said I feel it misses the point. I feel the whole focusing exclusively on you died. Um, not that I didn't think your song was brilliant, Gav, because I do love that song. But the whole I can't, prepare I can't to die to thing. Song, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole prepare to die thing I find a little tacky because I don't think that's what Dark Souls yeah. Or you know, Souls yeah. is I, truly. I see about. so many people who try and get into the Souls games and bash their head against it and go, "It's too hard." It said it was going to be hard, and it's hard, and, uh, and they back out. And the marketing yeah. doesn't do anything to help that because what, like, what that game should be marketed as is, "Hey, this game is going to kill you if you don't approach it correctly. If you're dying, try something else." Like that's that's what the game yeah. is. Well, or even, even I mean, just market yeah. it as look at this fantastic, beautiful world that we've created yeah. with all this well, crazy think, abstract lore. I think some some level of fear is useful mm. yeah. when introducing the game because uh, Demon Souls, when when Demon Souls came out, you know, it had that reputation of being tough. But in this very intricate, you have to take care of your shit kind of way. And that informed how I played the mm. game. I, I was like, okay, so I've been told you've got to take things slow. If I run ahead, if I start trying to play this like a typical action game, I'm going to get fucking slaughtered. And that's got to be communicated. Yeah. But just saying our game's really hard, you're going to get killed, like it's some sort of mm. rage game, like it's one of those. It's like, insulting yeah. to the series. It's it, it diminishes it the appeal is. of yeah. it. It's not that like it's it's unfairly difficult because difficult is its selling point. It's like no, it is difficult with reason, with purpose. It knows yeah. how it wants to challenge you, and it's gonna make you learn to play it the way it wants to be played. And yeah, that's it. I think yeah. After Dark Souls's success, um, at least the messaging and the marketing lost that element. Um, that that demon souls especially yeah. had of, you know, yeah, this is tough, but there's a reason, oh, it's, and it's, you have it, distinct it's, purpose. It's tough. It's tough, like this. eating a bunch of spicy chicken wings. Can you eat the chicken wings? That's as tough like oh, Dark Souls. Oh. And even, I found that but so even for gauche. me, there are parts of the as someone who loves the series so much, there are definitely parts that are hard enough to get me really angry and and and. I'm sure. You sure. Know, it's I like, mean, that's true of many games. Yeah. Well, it's it's it, I I kind of tend to pick and choose my games, but Souls is the like I've said before the only one that will get me motivated enough to get through the really hard bits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's up there with like this is gonna be. It's a comparison I make, and like Dark Souls fans don't like me making it, but it's up mm. there with the last fight um, in Undertale when you're playing the like kill everyone route. In that it's mm. one of those like 
it's difficult, but not for no reason. And I'm willing to put it's one of like it's the the couple of examples where I'm like, I am happy to push through this difficult set of mechanics because I feel like it's justified and the game is being fair to me when it challenges me. Yeah, and ultimately the series I've said this before it's a, it's a it's a series about hope, not about. Yeah. Getting your shit it's wrecked. About, like, I know that's one thing that I feel is really standing up again. It's really misunderstood about the series, and I, one of the songs I put out this year was all about that hope. You know, the forever flame, mm-hmm. and so many comments were like, "What are you talking about? There's no hope it's in a Dark great Souls." Song, no matter what, you, like, yeah, like, what? They, it's the those, main theme of of the story. Yeah, is hope. Them chillins did not understand. They don't know what they're fucking yeah. talking about. That song, and I said it at the time, even when you were talking about the bad comments was really fucking good and if people didn't get with it then that's on them yeah there's no way to like there's no way to get through a dark souls game without at some point going this is hopeless i'm not good enough okay i'm gonna push through i'm gonna try harder i'm gonna do it at some point you have to have that moment yeah you have to have that moment of hope and then you realize it and you get through it and you were like i didn't feel like i could get past that but i did which is what people who haven't played it should be told. They shouldn't be told get good. No, be like <laughs> I know it's I know it's kind of a joke yeah. and, and stuff, but a lot of time I see it being said seriously. You just have to not yeah. suck. Yeah, just and it's like no, you just tell, have to take hope. <laughs> tell people like, hey, you're going to die, and that's okay. You're going to die, yeah. and you'll get through it. You're going to die. Yeah. You need that's to keep it. pushing. Like, the whole prepare to the die thing should dying. have should have been extended. It should have been prepared to die. Prepare to get back yeah, up again. To d- like that, because that's yeah. the point of it, is the getting prepare back to up. Prepare to die, prepare to live again, or something. Like, you could be like, you're going something. to die, you're going to try again. Like, that's the other half of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, that's it. The marketing only ever focused on... Ever on and up. on, always come back stronger. Yeah, that's, that's, that, you done did it with your lyrics and whatnot, Scav. Yeah. Uh, so... Ooh, the someone someone is really head. pissed off now that we've spent this long talking about souls again. That's ah, fine. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be even more pissed off when they realise I'm going to start trying to get us wrapping up a little you bit. You want to get us wrapped up? <laughs> oh, how dare you. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, um, are there any yeah. ga- other games we feel so that we should have a special mention this year? That I want to I wanna at least toss out a mention to Reigns, the game that you can get on PC and mobile uh, that's set up almost like a Tinder app where you're swiping left and right and it's different cards and you use the cards to manage a kingdom while balancing money and people and the power of the church, if I recall correctly. Uh, very um, dark humour game. That, that was a terrible sentence. Very dark humour <laughs> game. Uh, very darkly humorous game. Um, wonderful, simple art style and and just a really clever concept. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's worth mentioning Overwatch as well because aside from the game itself, the effect it had on the community around it was incredible. Definitely. I don't think I've I ever mean, seen a game with so much fan art and so yeah, much like I, unity. Yeah. I put it on my game of the year list because like I usually am not a big first person shooter person. I'm also not usually mm. a big online competitive person. And Overwatch won me over. It got me interested in team based online co op uh, like fps games and it did that because it's it's characters just worked to win me over it's it's only the second online competitive shooter i've ever really got into mass effect 3 is being the last one and i've got to give it that and it was 
And Overwatch was such a joyous experience. Like it's full of just pure joy, and and you can tell the people who made it loved yeah. making it. And 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 gaming it can be pretty grim dark at times, and it's lovely to see something yeah. so yeah. colorful and vibrant and joyous. Plus, uh, people. Sorry, going, Jim. Uh, so people obviously gave me some. Some people gave me some shit because it it didn't get a Jimquisition award. Um, some people even thought it would get on my shittiest games of the year list. Mm, you don't know me too well if you think that. But obviously, I didn't give it an award, even though I think it's a, a superb game, and I've said it's 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 a brilliant game and one of the most amounts of fun I've had with a multiplayer shooter in a long, long time. Um, but the you know the microtransactions that the fee to pay elements disqualified it for me uh, for a, a, an award listing, mm. uh, and not just that. Like even though that that's the baseline for disqualification, even if that wasn't, it would still struggle to make that list for me just because the way I play games as someone who does care about their cosmetics mm. and someone who does care about reward systems in games yeah. and how I feel that reward system is wholly unrewarding and designed to be so and every time i level up uh, and and open one of these chests like there's a better than there's a better than average chance that i'm going to feel disappointed you ain't getting and a game that designed to hit. disappoint me yeah yeah like a game designed to do that to you i just mm. As much as I love the game, and I think it's brilliantly crafted, and the process of playing it is fantastic, but its reward system, as someone who takes reward systems uh, into serious consideration when judging an overall product, and I'm not saying anyone else has to, um, but for me, that was an important factor, and it was an important factor that was done considerable mm. harm, in my opinion. But, the, um, but it's You know, opening up three boxes in a row and getting nothing but fucking sprays and voice samples i'm like mm. fuck off game but fuck but, off. but it's community like they're the real mvp seriously from the from the music makers to the like fan fickers to the the pervy <laughs> the pervy <laughs> sex drawers like it well, was just argue, incredible to see how much cool stuff came out of overwatch like the porn, I think, was an example of the game's appeal. <laughs> yeah. like, like, they, they made characters everyone like, wanted to porn see back. <laughs> yeah, there's porn of everything, but high quality oh. and the, 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 the volume of it, I think, speaks to the, the arresting uh, appeal Overwatch has. And, of course, uh, Tracer's had butt. Had and has. And Tracer's butt and Tracer doing a kiss mm. on a girl. Uh, which, of course, is a huge landmark thing considering what an important character Tracer is to Overwatch as a brand. You you know what um, my, my favourite thing someone pointed out about gay uh, or by Tracer was uh, the other day. Someone pointed out the fact that this is the second year in a row that we have had a video game whose protagonist or like big cover person was a brown-haired, time-travelling lesbian. Because we had Life is Strange last yeah, year. Yeah. This is the second yeah. year, yeah. year with brown-haired, time-traveling lesbian being like a... Yeah, well, that's... Uh, I, I hope that trend continues. I Wait, want, I, want... I thought everyone in Life is Strange had blue hair. No, not, 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 not your protagonist. <laughs> She's normal McDidn't dye her hair. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not a homophobalist or anything, <laughs> but I am a bit sick of all these lesbians with their fucking brown hair and their fucking yeah, time Yeah, I, I really... I mean, just... 
Just if uh, they get, could like not be shoving their time travel in I, our I face. I want this you know? to be a trend yeah. now that every female character that has time travel powers is just assumed a lesbian. Like I, I guess that's how it happens. You travel through. Time, I don't mind you time you traveling. Become... Just you know, you don't need a parade for it. Uh, you... Why don't I get my non-time traveling parade? I want to see someone. <laughs> When's International Non-Time Travelers <laughs> Day? I just want to see the law that explains why traveling in time makes you a lesbian. Because apparently that's how it works. Uh, that is definitely how yeah, it works. Yeah, like, you know, it, it's on... I get why it's not on your list. It got onto mine. Uh, the 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 other reason I wanted to... The, the other game I just wanted to, like, mention for a second. Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes came out of Early Access and, like, is now a full product. And it is the only VR game that I will say, like, without any exceptions, has succeeded at making use of the fact that one you are in virtual reality and b the people around you are not and has really followed that through and done something very interesting with it the the game is challenging it is creative and it's it's probably my favorite vr game that exists so i like keep talking and nobody explodes and if you got a vr thing that's probably the game to check out Alright, I'm also just going to give really quick recommendation, really quick commendation for Until Dawn Rush of Blood, just for being one of the two VR games I played and liked this You can't do that, Jim, it doesn't exist. Uh. That's true, it's 3D printed, wasn't it? Um, I'm about done talking about the year, I'm I'm you know, I I said at the beginning that a year can't kill people and that, and I believe that, but I am pretty ready for 2016 to be done and dusted. Okay, okay, if you want to be wrapped up, I'm happy for us to wrap up. You you all right with that, Gav? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm grand. I'm fine. Yay, that was a year. We done. Woo. That was it, yeah. Podquisition survived another year somehow. Uh, Thank you for being with us all. this long time, you know, that we've done this, no matter how many times we talk about yeah. animal penises and oh rabbit God, this holes. Is our th- this, is our, this is our third Christmas New Year season we've been a show. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Time fucking flies. Does not feel like we've had that Jesus. much material. <laughs> but, yeah, this is, what was it, 111 episodes That's now? at least, like, four days, four plus days of us in your ears. That's too many days, too many ears. Um, but if people aren't sick of us already, even though they should be, how can they find out more about your you and your work? Laura? Uh, you can find me and my work at Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on Patreon. That's what pays the bills. Laura K Buzz on YouTube, where I've been playing through Final Fantasy Fifteen. Laura K Buzz on Twitch, where I have been doing some live streams showing off how broken and infuriating the Last Guardian is. And other than that, you can go to uh, letsplayvideogames.com where I do all of that writing about video games. And remember, Patreon, go pay the bills. Help help me do that. Help me make a living doing this shit. Yeah. Laura K. Buzz. Sounds good. And Gav, uh, you are a music man, or so I hear. And how can we find out all about that? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lock myself away now for the next three days with, you know... With in in a bunker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This year yeah. is not getting me. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can find me on YouTube, Miracle of Sound. You can come listen to all my music there. Please do. And my album Level Seven is out now, which is a collection of all my songs from this year. And please buy it. Um, if you're broke, go on and pirate it. But do do me a favor and share it with three other people. If you do that, preferably people who might buy it, you think might buy it, because I need to eat. 
So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Miracle um, Sound on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. Yeah, piracy happens. We're, we're all aware of that. Yeah. But if you if you can, if you can kick Gav money, if you enjoy his music, do 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 so. Do yeah, exactly. Do support the arts, yeah. uh, and I th- that's about it. Uh, thank you for being with us. As as I said, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to us throughout the year. Or if this is your first one, I apologise profusely. And. <laughs> Is there anything else? Well, there's the Gymquisition Awards that you can check out and the Top 10 Shittiest Games that you can check out on the Jim Sterling YouTube channel uh, or at thegymquisition.com. If you go to the sharkrobot.com Gymquisition store, we still have uh, enamel Gymquisition emblem pins. And if you buy a T-shirt, then a pin gets rolled into it for free. So if people are worried about the shipping, because the shipping is uh, for a pin is is not mathematically great, uh, a shirt will cover that for you so do do that they're they're great pins actually i I really like them myself and i think that'll do it i think we're ready to see you next year so 2017 oh Oh. fuck fuck you 2016 fuck you yeah and preemptively fuck you 2017 fuck you the existence of time no 2017 is gonna be awesome it's gonna be the best year ever No, I'm with Laura. Fuck time and all the lesbians dotting around in it. Uh, We will see see you next year and next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.